Slinging It Deep podcast. We'd really like to be able to play right now. Third down and three. Quick throw. What a catch. Samuel stays upright. Terrific catch and run. One-on-one with Ramsey. Can't bring him down. Samuel. Highlight reel. Touchdown. Hello, and welcome to the 15th episode of the Slinging It Deep podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hayes. Back after a, what, two-week, three-week hiatus from the pod? Um, yeah, we haven't had you. <laughs> I know. it's uh, It's been a while for me uh, with school and football going on, but uh, back on the pod to talk some football uh, with my good friend, Evan. How you doing? I'm good, Dan. Good to be back. Uh, I don't think I've done a pod with you in, like, a month. So I know. It's, uh, it's been it's a while. It's an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the last time it was even just the two of us was uh, the first time we were actually using this Riverside software, yeah. and we did that baseball pod. Yeah, that was back in, like, what, like summer? Yeah, Yeah, that was July or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but today, obviously, we'll be talking football, um, and we can start with the power rankings. Um, I'm just going to pull them up on my phone. I don't have them ready yes. on my computer, but... Um, they're on the Instagram if people want to check out our Instagram to see all the graphics we make in correlation with these pods. Um, so start with college football. Um, at number one, we have the Alabama Crimson Tide, followed by Georgia at two, Ohio State three, Michigan four, Clemson five, and USC six. Uh, the top six has not moved since last week. I think it's been the same for four weeks now, basically. So... Not a lot of movement there, um, but this bottom six is where we start to see some movement. Oklahoma State at seven. Uh, they move up three spots. Utah stays at eight. Uh, Tennessee on the bye week drops to nine uh, just due to some teams shuffling. Um, Ole Miss now is at 10. They weren't in the rankings last week. Penn State at 11, not in the rankings last week. And Oregon at 12, not in the rankings last week. Mm-hmm. Um I think I saw somewhere it was like a record amount of teams in the AP top 25 that lost. Um, and I mean, you could just tell by our rankings, having three new teams in that top 12, um, it was a pretty significant week. So we also saw like Baylor lost, Arkansas lost, um, Oklahoma Kentucky. lost, obviously. Um, yeah. So a lot of movement. And then obviously the highlight of the week, Oklahoma State in that huge win over Baylor. Um mm. Interesting week in college football, uh, and it's going to be another interesting week this week as well. Yeah, no, um, that's a great point. Um, to me, I honestly like was considering maybe putting Ohio State at one, just with how good C.J. Stroud's been in that offense. I think it's like the best offense in the country, and obviously Bryce Young, like with kind of the questions there. So I thought for a second about putting them number one. I opted not to, but I think you can make the case for them at one. And then obviously Georgia, like, that's, like, concerning, I think, like, and you talked about it, like, you know, that's back-to-back games where they just have not been, you know, their best. And obviously it's Mizzou last week, so, like, there's no excuse to almost lose to Mizzou. So I think you'd even make the case, like, for even Georgia at around, like, four. Maybe Michigan you could bring up. Like, I don't know, there's just some questions uh, for Georgia right now. 
I agree with those questions. Um, at no point during the season did I have Georgia at one. Um, I didn't overreact to Bama having a close game versus Texas with Quinn and Ewers, who I think with Quinn and Ewers, Texas is a top 25 team. Um, so for them to go on the road and, old, and still win the game, I mean, I, I, I still think Bama is the best team in football, obviously. Um, you have to look at this Bryce Young injury, but I think they'll be fine. It doesn't seem like a serious injury. Um, so they're my one, and I can understand why maybe Ohio State could be one. Um, obviously, C.J. Stroud's having a hell of a year, um, probably the Heisman favorite at this point. Um, the only thing for me with Ohio State is I just know C.J. Stroud in some clutch situations can sometimes kind of shrink and fold under pressure. Um, obviously a very talented player. I just There's some pause or just some concern with Ohio State offensively. Um, the defense is much better than last year, so that is an improvement. Um, I just want to see Ohio State kind of have a test. I feel like Notre Dame wasn't really that good of a test um, like we were expecting. So I kind of want to see them get into Big Ten play, go on the road, play somebody other than Rutgers, um, and see what they're all about. Um, as for Georgia, um, they don't have the offensive playmakers like they did last year. And, like, this was a defensive-heavy team last year. So for me to be saying they don't have the offense this year, I mean, it, it, it kind of goes to show they really don't have what they need. Um, the defense is still going to make plays. Um, they really locked up Mizzou last week uh, late in the game. But this offense, they're going to struggle against the Alabamas, against um, the Kentuckys. Uh, maybe not Kentucky, but like Tennessee. They're going. This team is going to struggle. Um they may still end up winning the SEC East. Um, they are talented, but, I mean, yeah. we're picking hairs with a top three uh, team. That's how I kind of look at it. It's like we're nitpicking, but, I mean, there is some cause for concern in terms of are you one or two. So that's kind of my take on that mm -hmm. uh, that group of teams. Michigan, you need an actual test. You beating Maryland and beating whoever they face this uh, Iowa, it, it's not going to cut it. I, need I to would see more. say, like, right now, like, the McCarthy-Corum duo, like, that's really good. Like, you talk about, oh, the, you know, Georgia doesn't have, like, the playmakers. Yeah, like, Stetson Bennett. But, like, I think, like, that, you know, quarterback-running back duo is elite. No, I agree. Um, JJ needs to get some more starts under his belt, yeah. I think, to just become more comfortable as a passer. Um mm. It, it is a very good um, product there for Michigan, those two. Um, I just – I need to see them do it not against Hawaii, not against the, the crap teams like UConn they were playing early in the year. Yeah. I need to see J.J. go up against uh, a Minnesota, go up against Penn State on the road. Or I think mm. they actually get Penn State at home this year. But I need to see him have a phenomenal day as a passer against those teams to consider, like, yeah, they'll go into the playoffs and actually make some noise this year. Whereas last year, they just they got absolutely ran through uh, Georgia in the semifinal. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's possible. I think it's going to be tough for them with Ohio State, obviously. You play them at the end of the year, and basically that determines who's going to get that playoff spot for the Big Ten. Um, but as of right now, I think Michigan is just slightly a step behind just because – you haven't played anybody. I don't know what you are. Mm. So. Okay. Anything else on these uh, college teams before we get to the NFL? Nope. All right, cool. So for our NFL uh, ranking or rankings, uh, so coming in at number one is Buffalo, two, Kansas City, three, Philadelphia, and four, Green Bay. Uh, those Oh, and five, Tampa Bay. Those teams stay the same. It's at mm. six where we see some uh, changes for the rest of the rankings. 
At six is now the Cincinnati Bengals climbing five spots after being the Dolphins. Uh, seven is the Los Angeles Rams. Miami Dolphins at eight. Baltimore Ravens at nine. San Francisco 49ers 10. Minnesota Vikings falling two spots this week to 11. And then the Dallas Cowboys take that 12 spot from the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I think... I find it odd that Cincinnati climbs that many spots, but I can understand it with uh, L.A. losing, Miami losing, Baltimore losing. So I do somewhat understand it. It just seems pretty high for a team that's really inconsistent at the moment. Um, And then Dallas being in the rankings, I put them in mind. This defense is phenomenal. Cooper Rush is doing just enough to kind of keep this team afloat offensively. Um, And they got weapons, so it's not like he's trying to carry the offense. He's just doing enough. Um, He's a smart player. Um, I saw somebody kind of give the comparison of a Kellen Moore. Like, he's smart. He just doesn't have the physical tools. Um, so, but I really like Dallas. Um, Their upside so far. Um, obviously, don't like them being an Eagles fan. I wish they sucked. But um, <laughs> you have to respect what they've been able to do without their starting quarterback. So, I remember coming into the year over the summer, I think you posed the question when we got to Dallas. And I think you asked me if Dallas was a top 10 defense. And I said, absolutely. This defense is legit and i know they lost some guys but like the way they're playing i mean they rushed the passer i mean even even right no randy gregory i think that was like the main loss that they had yeah and they get after the quarterback they play good uh just great in coverage um it's been phenomenal to watch and, and you're seeing a lot of players step up and and really kind of hold their own and obviously you got the micah parsons the trayvon Diggs of the world demarcus lawrence so they're they're the real deal as far as uh, the power rankings go, I agree um, with a lot of what you said. I mean, these were the 12 teams that I had in my rankings. Um, yeah, just not really much to say. I think, it, if anything, it goes to show kind of the parity that's been in the league this year. Like right now, I'd say you have a top three teams with Philadelphia, Buffalo, uh, and um, Kansas City. And then after that, like you got like the Packers 3-1, and one, but they haven't looked their best. But they're still number four. Uh, you know, Rams, Bucks, like, again, teams that just haven't looked their best. And then even the Bengals. So it's like you're seeing a lot of these teams who haven't played their best football still kind of hanging around in these rankings. So I think, you know, it just goes to show it could go either way this year. Um, I would just say, too, and, and I've said this for so long, and I just don't like the Rams, but, like, the Rams without Cooper Cup are, um, like, they're just not – they're not a great team without Cooper Cup. I, and I keep saying that, but, like – I mean, the dude's getting 15 catches a game. Like, yeah. without him on that offense, I don't, I don't even know what Matt Stafford would do. Like, he's just that great, I guess. But like, it's it's wild to me. It's wild. I mean, the Rams are just so top heavy. Like, yeah, like you say, if you take out Cooper Cup, you're left with Allen Robinson, who has been very underwhelming. Um, although I think that's in part to everybody giving him some crazy expectations to be this. Borderline wide receiver one having this resurgence of his career. I just don't think I, – I, I bought in, but, but I don't think it's going to happen at any point this season. Um, so I think we're dealing with that with Allen Robinson. But then, like, Ben Skoranek is your do-it-all mm-hmm. slot fullback. If you – like, the Monday night game, you just line up at fullback. Like, what are we do? Like, I know you don't have money to spend because you have to give Aaron Donald his money, Matthew Stafford his money, Cooper Cup. Um, there's a lot of money going around Jalen Ramsey. But, like, can we get some talented players? Like, 
no disrespect to Ben Skoranek, but I mean, holy cow. If that's who we're putting out there at fullback and slot receiver to be our everything, I mean, what are we doing? So the Rams are a bit of concern, and I'll kind of get into that when we go over the recap games, but like the offense just looks lackluster. Um, So I have them falling down my rankings a little bit, just not a lot, just because they are so talented. They are that top heavy with all stars basically all across the board. Um, in their starting lineup. So, I mean, yeah, that's just kind of my take on the Rams at this point. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the rankings, I think I'm fine with. Um, yeah. The Dolphins, we just kind of have to monitor that Tua situation. I feel if Teddy's in there, they're not a top 12 team. That's just kind of how yeah. I look at it. Even with Tua in there, I, 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 I still find it weird that I'm, I have them in my rankings just because okay. I don't think Tua's that guy. I think he mm. gets pretty lucky with his receivers. But um, Oh, yeah. 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 So, all righty. Uh, anything else before we move into the recap? Nope. All righty. Uh, so that was our power rankings. Again, if you want to go see those on the Instagram, check it out uh, at the Clubhouse Combos on Instagram. So for our recap games, uh, we'll start off with the Sunday night game, actually, KC Tampa Bay. Um, I wasn't able to watch this, but I was able to listen to it on the radio while I was driving home. Um, and it just chiefs all the way. The score is only a 10-point game. Brady ends up putting 31 on the board. But, I mean, the the Chiefs are just – honestly, I, I think it's Bill's Chiefs in a class of their own at the top. You, mm. I can understand a lot of people saying the Chiefs won. Um, I almost considered it. But, I mean, Chiefs are rolling. And the note I have is, like, they're not missing Tyreek at all. They may not have the same vertical threat down the field, but, like, they're distributing the ball to the guys I've never heard of before sometimes. Mm. And it's like this offense hasn't missed a beat. No, it really hasn't. I think that goes to show, right, Pat Mahomes and and his ability, right? People were wondering what it would look like without Tyree Kill. Uh, And he's just, you know, he's like you said, Dan, he's distributing the ball to everybody, whether it be Fortson, whether it be Kelsey, whether it be Clyde. Clyde's been great for them out of the backfield, just catching passes. Like, he's been doing a lot of that this year, catching touchdowns. Um, yeah. There was one game, I think, against Indy, maybe the game before. He had no carries, but he mm-hmm. had, like, five catches and a touchdown. So it's like, you think about that. And Travis Kelsey, I mean, that's just that's the real deal to me. Um, best tight end in football. Um, and, he, you know, with no Tyreek Hill, he's really gotten to be that number one guy. And he's just proving that, you know, he is the real deal. Um, mm-hmm. And the defense has held its own. It's not a great, it's not an elite defense, but it's right in the middle of the pack for me. And uh, they've, they've done well enough, obviously, to keep uh, the Chiefs in games. Yeah. No, yeah. The Chiefs, I just thought they would kind of take that step back, but, like, they're going to be in the thick of things. We're going to get a Bills-Chiefs AFC championship. It just feels like, I mean, it does. it's just the way it has to go, it seems. Yeah. Um, my note for Tampa, they need to find an identity offensively. Yeah. I feel like, like, and I say outside of the GOAT, because, like, obviously, when you have Tom Brady on your team, you have the identity of, we have Tom Brady. But, like, they just don't seem to be clicking on all cylinders. The passing game seems inconsistent. Leonard Fournette, I feel like, is not what he was towards the end of last season, which is kind of, kind of a common trend with him, but still. Um the offense just feels so lackluster. And, I mean, the defense is doing all they can in some of these games, not this latest game, but, like, the offense just needs to pick it up. Um, and as the season keeps going, it feels like the loss of Bruce Arians is really starting to kind of 
really be a thorn in their side. Like, I mean, it's, it, this is really hurting Brian Lefwich's re, uh, reputation to get a head gig, but it seems like the loss of Bruce Arians is maybe the biggest loss they had. I think, um, yeah, everything you said I agree with. Um, I think with Tampa Bay, too, like, the defense has been really good in some games. I know Kansas City, that not so much, but, like, you, you think back to the Saints game and how good the defense was in that game, bailing out Tom. Um, I think, in part, too, you can look at, like, the games where Brady didn't have Evans, Godwin, and these guys. So I think that does play a part in Tom yeah. Brady, maybe, like, not looking great in the past couple of games, but... Like, in my opinion, yeah, I agree. Tampa Bay needs an identity, and they don't have it right now. And there's just, there's something missing with Tampa that, that's been there in the past. And Tom seems to be the more, obviously, emotionally vulnerable than, like, he, he's just done so many things already this year, and we know what's going on. So, I don't know. I think they're a team, like, we'll have to see as how they play throughout the rest of the year. But, um it's not looking great for Tampa right now, but I'm sure they'll be fine. But again, no identity on offense. No, not at all. Um, so uh, the final for that game was 41-31. If for some reason you didn't end up seeing the game, but uh, anything else on this before we move into Tom's former team, the New England Patriots? Um, so obviously this past weekend, uh, Patriots go into Green Bay with Brian Hoyer as the quarterback, and they walk out with Bailey Zappi as their quarterback. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah. So Brian Hoyer starts the game. I think he threw, yeah, he threw six passes for 37 yards. Had a good first drive and ended up in a field goal. But um, next thing you know, before the second drive, after, uh, you, you know, you get a shot of him walking to the locker room, and everyone's like, "What? Like, what's happening?" Um, so Bailey Zappi comes on uh, for that second drive, and like he played decently. I mean, 10 of 15, 99 yards. He threw a nice touchdown. Like he missed some throws for sure. Um, had some receivers open, you know, just not really good balls. But, like, all in all, like, it wasn't horrible. And then you got to point to the run game for them to only lose this game by three and lose it to overtime. And I know you talked about it, right? Damian Harris, 18 carries, 86 yards on a score. Ramondre Stevenson, 14 carries for 66 yards. I mean, these are it's almost five yards per carry for both their backs. And that's against a really good Green Bay defense. And to me, that's like – the offensive line's been really good this year. I think that uh, that's where the Pats are going to win games is in the trenches. And, again, Devontae Parker caught another touchdown. Uh, Green Bay wound up winning this game in overtime, obviously. And, you know, it, to me it was almost like Rodgers had a really rough start to this game. But I found rhythm. I was connecting with uh, Lazard. Romeo Dubs or Dabs, who like is kind of coming on, I think. Uh, he looks to be like the real deal. Obviously, dropped that touchdown late, um, but again, like they use Christian Watson on a nice little reverse. So I think Green Bay's starting to figure out how to utilize their receivers, and I think for the Pats, they're realizing that the run game is probably the they're, that they're going to win. Uh, it was a good game, twenty four twenty or twenty seven twenty four Green Bay. What were your thoughts? So I have two thoughts written down, and it's that Green Bay started slow, um, and they're able to beat a tough New England team. Um, and it's like, I at no point, even like after the Jack Jones pick six, like I didn't think Green Bay was going to lose this game. It was kind of a weird feeling because New England was playing really good for having a backup quarterback in the game. I mean, even after that touchdown to Devontae Parker on the crossing route, I mean, it just seemed like there's a lot of momentum in New England's favor, but... I don't know if it's just knowing Aaron Rodgers on the other side and knowing that Bailey Zappi 
is the quarterback for the Patriots, but like I just did not feel like Green Bay was gonna lose that game. And they obviously end up winning in overtime, but like I just I have this feeling about Green Bay. They're number four in my rankings. Like they're gonna be fine. They're figuring things out, but like with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, kind of like he says, you just gotta be relaxed. You gotta be cool. Um, and that's kind of what Green Bay is uh, come late in these games and trying to even when they're down, they're just cool and collected. Um, yeah. The second note I have more about New England. I mean, it, it's just a tough look at quarterback. I mean, Mac Jones is trying to push through an ankle injury, which um, I don't know if that's the best decision. I don't think you're going to be that good this year anyway. Um, obviously, no. they don't think that, but like, I don't know if you want to be pushing an ankle injury. Um, Brian Hoyer obviously out with the concussion, and we see what the NFL is doing with concussions now uh, because of the whole Tua situation. So to be having a rookie quarterback that defense coordinators can kind of now game plan against, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for New England in these next couple of weeks. Um, I think their schedules may be lighter, but, I mean, it's still tough. Yep. So and that's all I really have. Um, if Ramondre Stevenson is on your waivers, go pick him up. I feel like this offense is going to be running the ball a crap ton, and he's going to get an uptick in touches. So that's kind of also another takeaway from this game. Uh. So, uh, anything else on this game? All right. So, the next game, we will go to the San Fran LA Monday night game, which ended 24 to 9 uh, in favor of San Fran. Um, my takeaways for this uh, Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan are those guys. Um, you give them a full week to prepare, um, especially when you're not going to Denver and playing a Russell Wilson, which. I saw somebody tweet. It's like Russell Wilson has never played in a, like, normal game. And you kind of think about some of the games he's had to start this year. None of them have really been normal. Um, But so for Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan, I mean, no one wins quite like they do in the NFL at the rate that they do, I feel. And for a lot of people, Jimmy G is just, like, the most average quarterback. Um, And I don't know. I just really respect Jimmy G. And for him to beat the Rams team the way that they did is just – you have to admire it. You have to respect it. Um, it felt like whatever they wanted to do, run or pass, they were able to take yeah. it or just do whatever they wanted, basically. So that was my first take. And second take, it's kind of like we were talking about with the Rams. They just no identity on offense. There's no run game. If they're not passing the Cooper Cup, it's probably not going to work. Um, Sean McVay really needs to figure something out here. Um, he's a really good coach, really good offensive mind. I know he will. We'll probably see it late in the year, kind of like we did last year. Um, but those are kind of my takeaways. Uh, Jimmy G and Kyle Shannon, just those guys and Rams, yikes. Yeah, as far as the Niners go, I agree. Um, it, it's so interesting. They own the Rams. Like, in, in my, like, that's kind of what, like, yeah, you, everyone always says that the Rams own the Cardinals. Well, the 49ers own the Rams, and they looked really good. Again, shout out Debo Samuel for that incredible touchdown that he had. I don't know how he did it, but he is that guy. Um, that defense is obviously legit. It's definitely a top 10 defense. Um, so, again, you placate towards your identity, right? You have the defense do their job. You have Jimmy G do his job. Again, you noted him and Shanahan prepared really well. Um, you're able to incorporate a lot of like runs, passes. So I thought the 49ers came in with a great attack and a great plan to attack. Debo Samuel was utilized excellently, in my opinion. And then the defense played well. We talk about the Rams. I think the Rams need Odell Beckham back. They, they, need, oh, some, yeah. they need another receiver uh, on this team because you got to find a way to better spread the field and get t- more talented guys out there. 
And yeah. they, in my opinion, too, like use Cam Akers more. And I and I like I know he's had some bad moments this year, but in my opinion, he's just more talented than Daryl Anderson. Um, and I think he's more prone to be a spark plug than Henderson. So to me, you got to get him more involved, get him more touches. They have no run game, like you noted. So try to figure that out. Um, I'm concerned for the Rams. I'm concerned for the Rams. 49ers, not so much. Rams, I'm concerned. I I have concerns, um, but I think they'll be fine. Um, and... I'm kind of losing my train of thought here because we do have a little breaking news. Um, the oh. Giants are signing Landon Collins. Maybe not the most breaking news in the world, but um, it's been a solid defense so far this year. Um, mm-hmm. Not the greatest, but, I mean, it is a a decent player, I think, at this point in his career to uh, be adding to their defense. So um, Landon Collins, back in New York. Well, you got to wonder, maybe Odell joins them because they were I- there together. I know somebody in the comment, literally the first comment was OBJ next question mark. So yeah. we'll have to see. But yeah. um, anything else in the San Fran uh, LA game? I feel like it was pretty much just San Fran all the way. And then yeah. it was a snooze fest. Um, all right. So our next game is Buffalo and Baltimore. Um, I wasn't able to watch this one. So I'm going to go entirely off of your take. So it was really interesting. Uh, first half, Baltimore owned this game. Um, Baltimore really played well. J.K. Dobbins had two touchdowns in the first quarter. They had picked off Josh Allen. I believe it was Marcus or it was Marlon Humphrey who picked them off. And at that point in time, I think they made it fourteen nothing or fourteen three. And it was like, holy crap! Like the Ravens are gonna do this. And then all of a sudden, in the second half, they absolutely melted down. Lamar Jackson played, like, garbage in the second half. Um, And, again, like, you can make the case, like, Lamar, as great as he is, like, he does not show up in the big games. This was a big game. This was against Mm 2-1-1 Buffalo. And, obviously, Buffalo, we you know, everyone has is, like, a top two team, top three Mm -hmm. team. And this was their chance at home. You had to lead – and so they blew it. They blew this game, and, and Josh Allen played really well in the second half. Uh, he was able to get um, – he was running the ball well. He ran 11 times for 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, and the defense really did their job in the second half, and uh, they got uh, Stephon Diggs more involved. Um, Isaiah McKenzie caught a touchdown in the second half. And then there was some – at the end of the game, I mean, you could just tell the frustration with Baltimore – um, there was a, an interesting coaching decision that I'm spacing on, but, but, uh, Marcus Peters flipped out at John Harbaugh, had like a whole argument there. So I don't know, it was just shocking to see the Ravens collapse like that. Um, and again, Lamar's stat line in that game, 144 yards, a touchdown, two picks, um, you know, just very mediocre. Mark Andrews only had two catches for 15 yards. So I don't, it, it just wasn't the ideal Baltimore game and, uh, it was surprising to see. Interesting. Um, just based upon the score uh, alone, my takeaway was, like, Baltimore's good, but they just need to find a way to finish these games. I mean, we talk about the Miami game. We talk about the this Buffalo game. You get the lead. You need – and it's very interesting because Baltimore is known as a, a team that can run the ball, kind of waste some clock. I don't know how they're not able to finish these games. Um Obviously, you let up six touchdowns to Tua. I think it was like, what? He had like four touchdowns in the fourth quarter of that game. Yeah. Um, so the defense let him down there. And then here, I mean, 
I know there was the the call to not kick a field goal, but rather go for it on fourth down um, mm. late in the game from the Ravens. Like, I don't know. It just seems from coaching and offense and defense, like the whole operation needs to be better late in these games. Mm. Um, and this is just another, like, I am absolutely a believer of John Harbaugh being a good coach. But, I mean, this is a situation where it does, to that crowd of people that say you should be fired, like, these decisions he's making late in games are really questionable. In the last like, year. Yeah, the two-point conversions last year, go, like going forward on fourth down this year. Like, I understand we're heading to a world where everything's analytics and it tells you to go for it. It tells you to go for two. Um, mm. But, like, I don't know, man. And maybe part of them's like, my defense sucks. I'm not going to do that. Um, even though you just held the Bills to 20, or, yeah, 20 points at the time. Like, mm. I don't know. Just really weird for Baltimore. And then Buffalo, I take away. They have some injuries that they're dealing with, but they're still going to be very good. Um, mm-hmm. When they kind of figure it out, who's going to play where, and everyone starts to play a lot more, especially I think their secondary is very young because of the injuries they have at safety, um, yeah. they'll be very good. They'll be fine. So well, a close one here, but I think this would be a game late in the year that they'll, they'll handle pretty well. Yeah, quick shout-out. Jordan Poyer, two picks in that game. He's one of the best safeties in football. Absolutely. Very underrated. So. Uh, anything else on uh, week four in the NFL that you want nope. to shout out or point out? I don't think so. All right, cool. Um, then we can move into the focus games. Um, so I pick two and then Evan pick two. Um, we'll start with one of mine. It's going to be Philly and Arizona. Um, surprisingly, somehow, you're higher on the Eagles than myself. Um, we've had some conversations about that. Um <laughs> This is a game where if the offense can put up, let's say, 30 points against what I think is a bad Arizona team, I'll take them serious. I, I'm happy with where they're at. I'm having fun with this season. I'm excited. <laughs> but to take them serious, I need um, to see them play really well on offense all four quarters. Like I said, the stat to you. They'll score in the first quarter, in the fourth quarter of a game, but in between, they're doing nothing. They'll score in only the second quarter of a game and nothing else the rest of the game. I need to see it all four quarters. I need to see you play a complete game. I'll take you serious. That, that, that's how I look at it uh, with this Eagles team. The defense is balling. They're doing their thing. But offensively from Jalen Hurts, as high as their highs have been, I need to see those highs throughout all four quarters. And I think they could do it this week against Arizona. Um I really like the matchup. I think Arizona's kind of – they got the win last week, but, I mean, Carolina sucks. Um, they're kind of figuring themselves out, but I still think they're a, a non-playoff team. Um, not that good. I don't like Cliff Kingsbury at this point. Um, don't even – he's just not a good coach, I think. So mm-hmm. I, I like this one for Philly. And, again, for them to be ahead of Green Bay in my rankings, ahead of um, – Probably wouldn't put put them ahead of KC, but like to be in that top of the top for me, you got to play all four quarters and just shut them out. I'm gonna take Philadelphia as well. Um, the Cardinals have been a team that has been a little bit of a disappointment. I think the defense is not very good. Um, I think the identity on offense has not been there. I mean, I think you got Marquise Brown, right? Like he's their playmaker on offense. I think Kyler's doing a great job getting him the ball. But outside of that, like. There's just been nothing that stands out about this offense. And Kyler hasn't played as well, I think, as people thought he would. 
coming in. So with those reservations about the offense and the defense, like in my opinion, right, you just put their slay on Marquise Brown, and then what are the, are the Cardinals going to do? So I'm taking Philadelphia to win this game. Um, again, they just look phenomenal um, on in, in every phase of the game. So um, I'm going to take the Eagles to win. Only undefeated team in the NFL, which I think is kind of weird seeing that we're in week five and there's already only one. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I feel like we're like week 10 and it's like, oh, these two teams undefeated. Like, so. Uh, Next focus game is yours with Baltimore and Cincinnati. I believe Baltimore is home. Yes, Baltimore's home. This is the Sunday night game. Um, Obviously, Joe Burrow, he has eaten the Ravens secondary for dinner. Uh, in the in the past, if you remember the game last year with Jamar Chase and the game that he had against the Ravens. So the Ravens secondary looks even worse than it did last year. So that could be cause for concern for the Ravens. But, again, it's a home game for Baltimore. Cincinnati's got to go in there. Um, both teams 2-2. Two and two. Um, We're going to be a really interesting game. I think, uh, you know, this is a huge game. You know, you look back at the end of the year and be like, oh, like we could have won the division if we won uh, this game. So I think you're going to see a lot of talent on display. You're going to see two great quarterbacks going at it. Um, you know, the defenses will be – it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But for me, just with the emergence of T. Higgins lately in the last couple of weeks and, you know, with Jamar Chase being there, Joe Mixon had a touchdown last week. Like, I think it's coming in uh, – Cincinnati's coming into their own right now offensively. I'm going to take the Bengals to win this game. I just trust the offense uh, and defense more collectively than I do for the Ravens. And I don't know. The Ravens Ravens are just such an interesting team. Like, I think Lamar's got to do Lamar things. I think he's got to run for 100 yards. I think he's got to throw for at least 250. I think he's got to throw or run for three, four touchdowns. Like, they have struggled running the ball. They've struggled in the secondary. And I think those are just two areas where you have to have success. And I think that's where Cincinnati has the edge. So, for me, like, obviously, I, I, in my notes, I have this written down as uh, a must-win for both teams. Um, and obviously, only one team's going to come out with the win. But I, I look at it, and I think Baltimore is going to come out with the win. Um, it's just, to me, I, in a must-win game, I feel like John Harbaugh is kind of – I kind of trashed him in the last segment, but, like, I think he's going to have the team prepared. I think Lamar will be able to elevate himself. Um, and so far this season, I just do not trust Zach Taylor. Um, I just don't. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Baltimore in a close one, probably a nice thriller that uh, goes down to the wire. Um, but I just think Baltimore is going to be the better coach team this week. So I'm going to have to go with Baltimore for this one. It'll be a good game regardless. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, AFC North games we know. Probably yep. a little scoring, but, I mean, they're always yep. entertaining. So, um, The next one here is Dallas and L.A., uh, L.A. Rams. Um, I think this was mine. And the reason I put it on here is I just wanted to talk about Cooper Rush. Um, I kind of did in the power rankings, but, like, he's doing just enough to keep this team afloat. Um, and it's just because of the defense. I mean, the secondary is balling out. The front seven is just getting after the quarterback. They're doing everything right. Um, it's really making look like it's making Dan Quinn look like a de- defensive genius again. And then it's making Kellen Moore look like a pretty good offensive coordinator given 
his situation at quarterback, which for a lot of teams, if they had Cooper Rush, I don't think they're winning the games that Dallas is winning. So Mm -hmm. Dallas is looking really good uh, so far. Um, And then when they get Dak back, obviously it's going to look even better. Um, And so we have Dallas on this upward trend, and then you have L.A., who we're kind of just not confident in. They're on this downward trend, even though they're winning games. I think Dallas is going to get the win. Um, I don't know what the spread is at, but, like, I I think this is an easy one that Dallas should be able to win. I think the defense is going to lock up Cooper Cup, find a way to stop that offense, and then the the offense will do just enough. So I'm going to be going with Dallas in this one as much as I don't like to say that. Uh, this is really interesting. Um, no, I've gone back and forth on this one. I'm going to go with the Rams to win this game. I like them at home. I like the odds of Cooper Cup having a good game. Um, and I think, you know, it's going to be, I think, well worth scoring. Um, but again, right, you put Jalen Ramsey on C.D. Lamb, who... C.D. Lamb and Cooper Rush have a gr- some uh, just great rapport. I mean, you know, Lamb is playing better with Cooper Rush than he did with Dak Prescott. And so I think Ramsey will take that away or at least limit it, and I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball. And I, I'm not there in trusting Cooper Rush yet. Um, this will be a big test, though. Like, if he can play pretty well in this game, like, all right, now I'm listening. Now I'm taking you seriously. Um, I just don't see the Rams going to two and three. So for that reason, I'm going to be picking them. Fair enough. Um, so our next game is yours as well. It's going to be Miami and the New York Jets. This is an interesting game. Miami three and one. They're coming in without Tua, and so obviously Teddy's going to start. Which I agree with what you said earlier. I don't think they're a top twelve team with Teddy, and the Jets riding high off their. Incredible win in Pittsburgh where, again, it's another fourth quarter comeback. They had the one against Cleveland. Now they have the one against Pittsburgh. And you get Zach Wilson back for that game, who looked pretty good. You know, the running backs are figuring it out. Brees Hall looks really good. Um, Garrett Wilson, you know, if he stays, if he's healthy, like, he looks really good. And so, I don't know. The Jets could go to 3-2 and two if they knock off Miami. They are at home. And... I kind of think they're going to do it. I really do. And I've, 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 gone, I've gone back and forth on this one as well. I'm going to pick the Jets. Like, I just think there's something in the air about the Jets right now. And I, and I think Miami, if they had two, I'd pick them. But they don't have two, and I don't trust Teddy. Um, I saw Ted, like Teddy against Cincinnati when he replaced him. Like, he just didn't look great. Oh, yeah. And so I like the Jets' defense too lately, like, I thought they played really well against Pittsburgh. They forced three picks of Kenny Pickett. Like, I don't know. Uh, this is a really interesting game. That's why I wanted to talk about it. I'm going with the Jets. So, I'm also going with the Jets. Even if Tua was the quarterback, I'd be going with the Jets. I think Zach Wilson showed a lot of promise last week um, against the Steelers, which I know they're not that good this season, but still it's a pretty respectable defense with Mike Tomlin as the head coach. Um, and Zach Wilson played really well. So I think this team with an actual quarterback, um, it's very good offensively with the weapons that they have. And then defensively, I think they're starting to kind of figure it out with Robert Salah. Um, and then Miami, I mean, you, you lose a tough one, uh, to Cincinnati on Thursday night football. You learn that your quarterback's going to be out because of concussion. Um, 
just kind of some circumstances that aren't going in their favor. Um, whereas the Jets, they're they're kind of riding high. Uh, they get their quarterback back. So I, I I like the Jets. I'm with you. I like the Jets this week. Um, and if they get the three and two, I mean, this is a way different uh, scenario and kind of outlook for Robert Salah than probably at the start of the year when they were like 0-2 or something. Well, and, and that's so true. And I think with their two wins, like, the odds of them winning both those games were so low at one time. Oh, yeah. With the Cleveland game, like, we're talking such a minimal percentage. And even Pittsburgh, like, when Pickett had that touchdown to put him up 20 to 10 in the fourth, I thought that game was over. Yeah. They're able to fight through some adversity, which, I mean, for a team that's not that good, for them to have that fight in them, kind of like we see with Detroit, like, if they have that fight, they're at least going to be in these games. They're going to be competitive. Um, and then if you're the Jets with an actual quarterback and like Zach Wilson versus Jared Goff, no disrespect Jared Goff, but I mean, who knows? Maybe you mess around and find yourself in a wild card spot with the AFC just kind of beating up on each other. You just never know. So not saying they will, but I mean, you, you never know. So um, that is it for the focus games, I believe. Yep. So uh, we can get into the pickums, and then we'll each kind of give a bold take, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, so the Thursday night game tonight, um, you're probably listening to this after the game, but if you're listening before, uh, Colts-Broncos. Broncos are the home team. I'm going to go with Denver. Indy just concerning no Jonathan Taylor in that game. Um, so for that reason alone, really, I'm going to take Denver. I agree. I'm going with Denver. Um Russ has got to win this one, I feel. Yeah. Um, his third primetime game already this year. So, um, the London game, 9.30 on Sunday. The Giants playing the Packers. I'm going to take Green Bay. I'll take Green Bay as well. Um, the Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo by a billion. <laughs> Spreads 14. Uh, I'll take Buffalo. Um... The Chargers at the Browns. I'm going to take... Shit. Chargers. I'm taking Chargers as well. Um, I just don't trust Jacoby Brissett in this situation, I feel. Um, The Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. Uh, Yeah, I'm going with Minnesota as well. The Detroit Lions at your New England Patriots. I'm taking New England. I, I just like them so much at home. I'm going to take New England as well. Um, I think when you look at Bill Belichick versus this Lions offense that's putting up like 35 points a game, I, I think he'll be able to confuse Jared Goff enough, get the defense to um, get a couple turnovers and really help out Bailey Zappi. So um, take New England. Um, the Seattle Seahawks at the New Orleans Saints. Saints got to win. I'm going with Seattle, man. Geno Smith is playing some really good football, and the combination of Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston is just not good. So I'm going to go with uh, Geno Smith. Mm. Uh, the Falcons at the Bucks. Tampa, but I think that'll be a close game. I agree. Um, I'm going with Tampa. Titans at the Commanders. Tennessee, they seem to be rolling finally. So two wins in a row, I'll pick them for three. 
going with the Titans in this one. Um, and I'll just say this. If Washington loses in, in an embarrassing way, I would not be surprised to see Ron Rivera fired. Yep. Agreed. That's, I think, just where we're at. Yep. So, uh, the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, real quick, to touch on your last point, too, I think Jack Del Rio would also go. I think that's oh, yeah. a clock yeah. ticking on yeah. him. What was the game? Uh, Texans at Jaguars. Jacksonville, man, at home. I'm picking them. Trevor Lawrence, baby, finally coming into his own, going with the Jaguars. Yeah, Colin um, might have to eat crow on that one. Hmm? I said Colin might have to eat crow on that one. Yeah, we're going to have to pull up the tape on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that will be a tough one for Colin. Um, 49ers at Panthers. 49, Panthers might be one of the worst teams in football. 49ers for sure. Sucks. Matt Rule could be fired after this yeah. game if he doesn't go their way. Yep. yep. So that would be very interesting. Um, let's see. Then the Monday night game, Raiders at Chiefs. No way they go on a KC and win, right? No way. I'm taking Chiefs. Yeah, no shot. I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, what is your bold take for this week five? Mm. You go first. <laughs> I was just trying to formulate one while you, <laughs> you're going to give yours. So I think my bold take is going to be that Cooper Rush has three passing touchdowns against the Los Angeles Rams in a upset win. Wow. Spreads wow. five and a half. Um, all right, I got mine. Um, Bills beat the Steelers by 30. Holy. Wow. All right. <laughs> they, they just are going to absolutely just roll them over. So I guess a spread of 14 is not enough for you. No, it's not. All right. Um, all right. So with that, that wraps up our uh, recap of week four, preview of week five for the NFL with a little hint of college football at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, if you're still listening, appreciate it. Um, and we'll catch you next time for episode 16. Later. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Slingin' It Deep podcast. You can find us most notably on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, make sure to check out our MLB, NBA, and NHL show, the Clubhouse Convos podcast. Make sure to also follow our Instagram as well at the Clubhouse Convos for Power Rankings episode releases and so much more. Thanks again for joining us today, and we will see you back here next week. Take care, everybody. Put your tears away, ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset It's what you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts you know,